This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Stoops. Campbell. Fickle. Wilcox, Choate, Babushka, Makovic, Goncharov. Who will be the next coach of the University of Washington Huskies? We can all rest easy, though, knowing that Jen Cohen is burning the midnight oil while leaning on her tribe of mentors as the embattled AD will soon select the next UW coach. For the discussion tonight, let's turn to our two intrepid analysts, Joey Dangerously and Willie Doog, to kick things off. Gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, what are your thoughts on the coaching search? We're here to discuss it tonight. Willie, we'll start with you. As you texted earlier today that you've got a Twitter guy that says Stoops is now out of the picture. <laughs> I got lots of guys. I got a Twitter guy. <laughs> I got all kinds of guys. Yeah, uh, my 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 deep sources have said that uh, Stoops is no longer part of the uh, part of the uh, the coaching search. He's part of the search committee. So uh, I don't I don't think we'll ever know. I don't know how true that is, and I don't know if we'll ever know how true of Stoops ever was a candidate or not. But that, that's what I heard. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm just for one excited that we're having this coaching search in earnest, that was totally, uh, you know, signed off on. We were going to have to suffer through Jimmy Lake uh, for, for at least one more year and probably bought him out, possibly bought him out worse than they bought him out this year. And as bad as some of the names that have been thrown out there are that seem like the bottom of the well, which to me is like Wilcox, uh, I, I think that's, a hell of a lot better than Jimmy Lake, and that's nothing against Jimmy. I just of course it is. It. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> I hate shit like that. Come on. Well, yeah, fine. It's the worst case scenario in this coaching search. Unless, I, as a Husky fan, though, you got to be prepared for worse things than you could even expect. <laughs> to me, the worst case scenario is still way better than where we were. You know. Two weeks ago, when we were pretty sure that Jimmy Lake was going to be around for one, if not two years more, and possibly put the final nail in the coffin in the program. And, and it, it, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, so to speak, but, I mean, this this recruiting class does need to be salvaged to some measurable degree. Otherwise, we might already be set back for a few years. That's... Yeah, that's already happened to me. I mean, to an extent, given last year's class. I mean, this year's class. I mean, the one good, the bad thing is the early, the early signing period that makes it really tough. Uh, the good thing is that any coach, um, you know, who's who's a good recruiter and a good, a good coach should be able to go to every other Pac-12 school, possibly other than Oregon, to be like, do you really want to play there? <laughs> do you want to play here? <laughs> do you want to make committed to any of those those schools and those coaches and be like? Yeah, literally every single one. I would just go down the, the commit list on 247 and be like, ASU, Arizona, Colorado, Cal, uh, UCLA, uh, the Beeve, you know, uh, 
come to Seattle and it should be that easy. I mean, it's a little tough with the, the early signing period, but yes, it's a, it's a major concern. And one reason why I think they need to hire someone who is somewhat of a splash because that they can't yeah. risk, they can't have, I mean, they can, but another recruiting class completely lost and, you know, one that maybe even they have to build for a couple of years before this guy will really be able to recruit would be really hard, a hard hole to dig out of, even with the transfer portal. Okay, I'm done. Enjoy. Uh, what, what, what was the final count on uh, freshmen on the team? It was somewhere between, I think it was 100. Uh, what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 107, right? <laughs> 173. Like, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like seventy three or seventy seven or something seventy five somewhere around there. So um, that's the, the 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 class right now sucks. But uh, you're, I mean, you're like, hey, you've got whoever the new coach is. He's he's probably thinking like, holy shit, I got you know seventy five. I don't know how many of them are good but there's first, second, third-year freshmen to work with. Um, you guys want worst-case scenario? I got uh, <laughs> Pat Hill driving his monster truck up here. From- <laughs> <laughs> Tan, rested, and ready to rumble, baby. I should have had him included in that opening uh, a, deal he's there. Got a, he's got a triple-A flag, but it's not for, uh, you know, uh, towing and car repair. It's for anywhere, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> or any, anyone, anywhere, anytime. I don't know. <laughs> well, should we just start going down the list with some of the guy? Oh, did I, did I cut you off there? No, no, oh, no, I'm okay. laughing at my own mediocre joke. <laughs> no, I was thinking you might have more to say and then, and, uh, but uh, shall we just go ahead and start uh, putting some names out there and, and kicking them around a little bit? Sure. So uh, you know, Luke Fickle. If I could, if I could pick any of them right now, that would be the one uh, guy that uh, that I'd want. And um, just a couple of interesting uh, thoughts uh, in regards to him is that he uh, well, he played at Ohio State. Uh, he was uh, he was a middle guard. He had uh, he made a school record fifty consecutive starts. He played next to uh, the the war daddy Dan Wilkinson in his freshman year, and uh, and then despite having a torn pectoral muscle, he started in the '97 Rose Bowl and uh, had a couple of tackles. So I thought that was kind of just an interesting uh, background to him. Uh, but the thing that makes him most appealing, of course, is when you look at that win loss record that he's compiled with the Cincinnati. And uh, you know the last four seasons have been eleven and two, eleven and three, nine and one, and ten and zero. Currently, um, you know what are the odds that uh, Jen and her tribe of mentors will be able to pull that off? Uh, very, very slight. But that is the. I would say all is forgiven. It's not that she cares one way or the other, but all is forgiven from my end if uh, she were to pull that off. <clears throat> I think there's a less than zero percent chance he could he would <laughs> not zero less than zero. He is the one, and I would say this is a the pool is it's a shallow pool. I mean, he's the only guy I think that's out there with like it's 
a, almost a guarantee that he'll be really good wherever he goes. I mean, I don't think there's there's not even guys you could really poke right now. I think to me that are like, oh yeah, if you got that guy, you're set. There's not even like I feel like a Peterson that's realistically out there where you're like, oh yeah, if that guy decides to do that, other than Fickle. So I mean, with some other big jobs out there, and I mean him knowing that, I I think what happens is. Franklin gets out of Penn State and he maybe goes to Penn State and then eventually someday he goes to Ohio Ohio State. I would be absolutely could not be more thrilled to say hired Fickle, but I absolutely could not be more convinced that that would that'll never happen. I think the same thing. If Franklin leaves, <clears throat> uh, I mean, if you, you're you're Penn State, you gotta um, you gotta call Fickle. I think he uh, I think he's from Pennsylvania too. I'm not not a hundred percent sure, but um no, he's from he's from Colum- oh shit, he's from right in Columbus. I can't I'm thinking who uh, I was looking at somebody the other day is from Pennsylvania. I was like, Well if they Franklin leaves and uh they strike out on Pickle then <laughs> so and so anyways, um yeah, I, I <laughs> less than zero percent chance uh, pretty accurate. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Fickle. Um, I don't think Fickle comes here. He probably, you know, he'll probably he'll get more money. He can get more money somewhere else. I think. I think Jen has. I think she's going to overpay somebody, uh, whoever it is, even if it's a coach that's you know more than qualified. She's going to overpay. She and guaranteed that, money. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, it, oh, she knows she's. Uh, she knows her uh, her ass is on the line, and whoever the new coach is knows, you know, that her ass is on the line. And why not? Why not get her to just hike up the hike up the price even more? So, yeah, if you can, if you can outbid uh, Penn State and LSU, doubtful. Uh, you know, you got a shot. <laughs> Well, I mean, given the uh, the the pessimistic tone of our pod so far, should we go straight to Wilcox, or what do we do? <laughs> no, who's, who's who is next in line? Well, Campbell. I I'm a yeah. I, I'm I'm totally uh, I'm totally a Matt Campbell stand right now. Um, yeah, a little little questionable the you know the coach speak we saw today or whatever about he just wants his team to be the best team possible or whatever it is, but uh yeah. I I think it's just coach speak. It could be translated if you're a negative, like I mostly am for the most part. It could be translated <laughs> as as loser as loser talk, but uh yeah, I, I uh the the one little quirk on Matt Campbell I like is uh he played uh he played defense in college and then uh and then became you know basically an offensive an offensive coach. So yeah, he's a defensive lineman at, at Pittsburgh and Mount Union. Um yeah, then became uh basically an O line coach his whole career. Besides being an uh, OC, um, yeah, split his time with OC and O lineman. So, you know, maybe he can take, uh, maybe he can take this, 
you know, alleged talented line that has underperformed and make them, uh, you know, make them into the powerhouse line. They're, they're, they're supposed to yeah, the road graders. They're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, he's probably been my favorite guy. That seems like possible. That's kind of not like someone like fickle. It's like, yeah, that would be the more choice, but he's not coming. Our stoops. It was like, that's a really big Hail Mary. I mean, I think Campbell's even might be unrealistic, but I think he's kind of in the right area, especially because his stock has cooled a little bit. And, yeah, I didn't really like his that thing that was going around today of that, that answer he gave on the press conference because also just had, like, the third-person vibes. It just came off kind of weird, and I kind of feel like he probably has – he would probably have kind of like a Peterson thing when Peterson came to Washington where it was like he had to learn a few things and from being like the small-time guy who has a chip on the shoulder and does everything right. Uh, there are things you learn when you go to, to a big-time program that you have to change. Uh, and I don't know him that well, but that kind of kind of reeked of that to me. And that kind of also would be like, eh, if you think that like, is he another guy that's going to have to learn that you have to hire real assistants, you can't have your guy who was – you know, working at Ames, Iowa, you know, in Seattle and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, he, uh, for a realistic guy, he might be at the top of my list uh, because I think he, one, I, I think he just is the game planner guy, knows how to coach, knows that's his nose, has the right attitude, and probably, you know, you're going to kind of need that stuff at Washington. It's not like a huge, like, blue blood where it's just maybe all about recruiting and kind of being a grease ball. You you're, to succeed at Washington, you probably have to do some of the Peterson stuff, some of the OKG, like, hard work and stuff, and I think you could do that. And I, uh, well, Joey, were you going to say something? I could if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think if Matt Campbell, uh, you know, if he got, think about it, it if he sat across the room from Chris Peterson, would would they not, you know, kind of see each other, you know, in 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 one another? You know, it's uh, I, I don't know. He seems like kind of it, it's out of the it's out of the Chris Peterson tree, and you know, yet it still seems like a guy that that is like of that you know that mold, you know, the Peterson mold or whatever. Um, yeah, and the the whole third person thing, it would have been that would have been the only good thing uh, if Jimmy Lake would have talked in third person for us for us Seinfeld for us Seinfeld fans. That was, <laughs> that was the last, the one thing he did not do. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he went up to uh, Elise Woodward and said, "Jimmy is sweet on you." <laughs> Jimmy did not strike Rock A. No, Jimmy did not strike Rock A. He he, he separated he separated Rock A from said eighth year Oregon senior. <laughs> oh. And then then next time he sees Crystal Ball, he's gonna there's the guy who took down Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the timing of my joke might be off now, but a few minutes ago, 
uh, you were uh, Joey. You were saying about how uh, Oregon was the, like the one school that you can't say to a kid. Are you sure you want to go there? But the thought that went through my mind was that uh, I could see Jimmy saying that to a recruit. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. He probably did. No, it, no, it was, it was Wooly Duke that was saying that. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's all right. You Cedra Wooly guys all look the same to me, so. <laughs> Hello? Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> trying to think of something funny. So, Hello? okay. Uh, <laughs> is this thing on? I'm all in on Matt Campbell. Sum it up. Oh, all in. Okay. I'm all in on um, Matt Campbell. And then uh, uh, the Fresno guy, I failed to mention him, but what do you guys think of there? It's him and Hainer a package deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know I hope so, but <laughs> uh, DeBoer, you know if they strike, <laughs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I'm fine with DeBoer if they. Uh, Me too. You know if they if they strike out on Campbell and uh, Fickle um, <laughs> and Fickle. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know where when you're going to bring up Aranda, but I I I, I don't see Aranda coming here no. whatsoever. Um, I, I yeah, it, it, you have to uh, in this whole search, you have to take uh, you have to take COVID into account, and I don't I don't know if a guy would want to come from Texas, a private school in Texas, where. Um, they probably ha- haven't even heard of COVID yet. Um, <laughs> and then and if he wants to come up here where, um, you know, there's a, it's a way of life, a lot, lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's a way of life. A uh, lot more stuff going on. I think he'd, uh, I think he'd probably vomit in his mouth getting off the plane. So, um, anyways, <laughs> uh, going back to DeBoer, going back thing. to DeBoer. <laughs> Going back to DeBoer, uh, he'd be, uh, I, I would be, uh, I'd be, I'd be happy with, with, uh, DeBoer if he was, uh, if he was the coach here. You look, I mean, his track record's pretty, uh, pretty fucking good. I mean, he had a, he had a good thing rolling at a, um, uh, Division two or a Division three school. And uh, and he had a good thing rolling. He was like, "Fuck it, I want to go big time," and you know, left for you know, like an assistant coach job and worked his way up for like ten or twelve years. Um, and of course, if if it's true that Tedford's on the um, search committee, then uh, you know, obviously Tedford's going to vouch for him. And uh, yeah, I think he, I, I, I'm assuming he's probably. Uh, like third or fourth on their list right now. That's what I'm guessing as far as, you know, interviews. Like they're, you know, they're going to interview and they would offer the job if, you know, such and such refused. But that's what I'm assuming DeBoer is on the pecking order. And and, and I'll just say right now, um, if I had to lay a bet, uh, I would assume he's going to be the next coach at Washington. 
Yeah, we're on, and the, that's, we're on the same page then, yeah. Yeah. Because that's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, um, and that, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I mean, the thing to me is, uh, yeah, kind of, you look at that, like, Venn diagram of things Washington is can and wants to do. I think he kind of, like, he's not the number one on any of them, but he's the guy who, like, has a little bit of everything, and I think that makes it, that makes it work. I also feel like part of that Venn diagram is, I know Joey does not, but, you know, if, if any of our, you know, uh, single and ready to mingle uh, listeners all, all are out there, know, know the world of dating, dating apps, uh, you come across girls who clearly, you know, specifically bad things have happened to them, and their profile is more about what they're not looking for. It's like no liars, no cheaters, no one in the Air Force, like no one who's ever owned, no one who's ever owned like a Bernese Mountain Dog. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like, what? Like, that's what no Washington Jeep drivers. Washington, yeah, Washington is like, no one who's been fired before, no one who's, like, a retread, no one who's only been a coordinator. Fuck all of you. Like, I need someone who's only one. No one who's had a bad year. No one, no one who's gone seven and six a bunch of times. Like, Washington needs to just... There's like 20 kinds of guys that Washington cannot date anymore for a while. <laughs> and DeBoer is the guy who I think is the guy who I think That's will brilliant, definitely by take the, way. the job. <laughs> definitely take the job <laughs> in that Venn diagram. Washington's, Washington's doing a lot of swiping left, right? <laughs> yes, a lot of, you know... I, I like him. I like him, but I don't know. I got burned last time, you know, by a guy from Snohomish, you know, type of thing. <laughs> uh, no former Eastern Washington players. Uh, just uh, isn't 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 Chuck Heater from Snohomish? <laughs> I mean, Snohomish County is a, a coaching hotbed. Yeah, it is. They used to say that it'd be Gilby, it'd be Dennis Erickson, it would be Dennis Erickson's dad, it was Lambo. Dennis Erickson's liver. <laughs> you know what? I'm going uh, to log on to Hardcore Husky tonight at midnight to do my usual admin uh, housekeeping, and there's some knucklehead now that's probably going to, like... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to try to register yeah. under the handle Dennis Erickson's liver now. So <laughs> that, it's almost... was, uh, that was one of my favorite follows on Twitter. I think it was. was oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Erickson's liver. <laughs> the, uh, that that and there was like two or three uh, softy parody accounts I, that were obviously run by Cougar fans. I thought were pretty. I thought were pretty funny. <laughs> So let's see here. Um, Wilcox. And he was asked yesterday about reports that Washington might want him. And he said, and I quote, here's what I'd say. I'm very, very fortunate to have the job I have. I think extremely high, highly of our players. 
Not only their ability as football players, but I love coaching these guys, our staff that I get to work with, and a million people would love to have my job, and I don't take that for granted. In our profession, it seems to be you're either one of on one of two lists, and that could change by the week. And then when asked whether he had any interest in the Washington job, Wilcox said the following, getting into my own job security or other jobs, I just never talk about that. It doesn't serve anybody. Hypotheticals are not something I spend any time on. We just coach football. I love coaching these guys and coaching with our staff. He wants out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check his email. That was- <laughs> Boy, that was, oh man yeah uh it's he's he's the Does fat it, girl at the bar right i mean it's, you know has he fallen that far i guess well he uh, lost arizona do you know well you know he's the you know he's the girl at the bar looking for attention and you're like well okay at one in the morning if i, if I swing in a minute <laughs> All night. I'm going for her if she's still here. <laughs> yeah. I, so what are the odds we get I, Wilcox over DeBoer? De uh, I mean, I feel like the thing oh, with Wilcox... Over DeBoer? Over, yeah. Well, oh. he's perfect for Cohen because he has a low... I think he has a lower floor than DeBoer. And a lot of guys, I I think he's a low floor, low ceiling guy. Like I think, I think Wilcox is a fine coach, and I think if they maybe would have been looking for a coach in 2018, that might have been, uh, or you know, 2019, he might have been a better option. But I I just feel like he's a low ceiling, low. And I think if he's the Washington coach, I don't think they're ever going to be worse than like you know seven or eight wins, but I also don't think they're ever going to be better than, like, eight. He's going to have, like, a three-win, like, window. He's either going to go win seven games, eight games, or nine games every year. And, again, on that list of the guys that Washington cannot date anymore is guy who doesn't – who can't coach the fucking offense. Like, that might be number one guy it's like, who fucking crashed your mom's car is guy who can't – coach offense. I mean, and there's nobody who can't coach offense like fucking Wilcox. Uh, I mean, God, I, I'm looking at my Phil Steele right here and looking at all the scores from recent seasons, and it's like, he barely cracked 30 ever. Like, that is quite an accomplishment to him to get over 30. Like, no, I don't want Wilcox. I don't think he would he, be terrible. Yeah. He made Bo Baldwin suck. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> Bo Baldwin was killing it at Eastern, and he made him suck. It ruined so, his career. God, I mean, he's sent it in a tailspin. Um, yeah, it, I, I see the same thing with Wilcox. It's like I don't think I don't think he'll have a. I don't think he'll have a. Um, I don't think he'd have like a losing season here, but would he have like a, would he go more than like Wooly Dude said? Would he go more than eight or nine wins? It just I I just don't uh, I just don't see it happening. Well, other than a, a certain message board CEO that would get really sprung off him being hired, I don't know that that would also generate a lot of excitement among the fan base. So. No, I, I, 
I don't think DeBoer really would either, but, I mean, he could come in. You could sell the offense. I mean, I texted you guys earlier today, which I fully believe is <laughs> – I, I DeBoer would, you know, he could be like, hey, also, Hayner is going to transfer for me with me for a senior season. And then Hayner will come to the Huskies and blow. <laughs> and not only will he blow, he'll, he'll specifically blow against Oregon and, and UCLA, who he was really good with, who get against at Fresno State. And he'll be like, why does nothing ever work out? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's also what our, that's what, also what our, uh, uh, what, what the the thing you were doing there about swiping left and what we will not stand for? That uh, that woman keeps asking herself, why does nothing ever work out? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the app? I can't. Tinder, Tinder. So yeah, a little late with my joke there, but anyway. So I mean, I think one thing that the Pac-12 needs to get out of is and realize is like you look at the coaches who and I, I think someone posted this almost like word for word on the board earlier this week and I can't I can't remember who but I give him a lot of kudos for the comment of, I think they referred to Peterson as a guy who bought his teeth in Poise in 1982 uh, but I know, couldn't understand he, you what Peterson oh, what sorry he, he referred to Peterson as a guy who Looks like he, he he bought his teeth in Boise in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> but you look at the, the people who've done best best in the conference, you know, in recent in recent history. You know, it's uh, you know, a guy from New Hampshire. Uh, it, it's Harbaugh. It's you know, I, I don't know. I can't remember what Tedford's. Tedford's association was. I mean, I think Pete Carroll was a West Coast guy, but he wasn't like a Pac-12 circle guy. Uh, he wasn't like a guy kind of like that point. Um, and you have Crystal Ball, who's a fucking Cuban guy from Miami, who's now doing well. And then you have Pete, who kind of was, he was a West Coast guy, but again, not a Pac-12 guy. This idea that, you know, you have to go and get these Wilcox guys who are like connected in the Pac-12 and kind of milling about the shitty Pac-12 is just a terrible mindset. The people who have, you know, driven the conference in the past 15 years are all people who have nothing to do with, you know, the Pac-12 football fucking world. And it's a shitty world. I mean, it's just that idea is just like why I feel like so many of these programs suck is because they just, they hire guys like Wilcox who are like, they're all going to hire the same assistants and they're all going to, you know, probably recruiting at the same high schools and stuff like that. Like, just move on. Find find a find a find a new guy who who people don't really know much about, or isn't just entrenched in it. I will I will add a little caveat there though. Uh, Peterson and Tedford at one time were both offensive coordinators for Oregon. True. Yeah. They They are. I, I would say they were. I feel like they definitely they were kind of more into that. I feel like the guys who have truly moved the conference though in recent years. Uh, yes, are not. I thought Peterson was just a wide receivers coach at Oregon, but uh, could be wrong. Uh, you, you might be, you might be right. Tedford for sure was OC. Um, yeah, he was like a uh, Tedford was like what a quarterback at Fresno, and then you know he's basically yeah West Coast. Um, his whole career or whatever. I think I think he, he even went to be the. I think he went to be the coordinator for the BC Lions after he got fired from Cal. 
Head coach. Head coach. Oh, he's the head coach? Shit. Yeah. Man, I don't know which yeah. one. I don't know which job I'd rather have. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying the, the elite guys, even Pete Carroll, even though he's from California, I mean, he wasn't like a Pac-12 West Coast guy for a long, long time before he, he showed up at USC. And I, you know, I, I just want to get out of this idea that these like B minus C plus Pac-12 coaches and the assistants, they all kind of like, you know, play musical chairs with is going to make you like take over the conference. It's not. And then I believe, and to our listeners out there, if I get it wrong, excuse me, it'll probably end up being Phineas that I'm sliding for the second podcast in a row, but uh, I think it was Green River Gators that said he would fly into a homicidal rage if we hired Jeff Choate as head coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Is this a serious, is that a serious like person that's named that's really out there? That can't be possible. There's no way that's possible. <laughs> This is Washington. I mean, just for I vote. I vote no on proposition choke. (laughs) So Joey is swiping left. (laughs) Yeah, swiping left on (laughs) choke. I mean, there's a lot of people who say they'll like not support the program anymore if they hire said person. Usually, Wilcox like. If they hired Choate, I don't know if I'd – I would definitely at least not go to games. I mean, if nothing else other than his last name sounding way too much like Choate, it's going to be a problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, sure. the, Twitterverse, the Twitterverse of opposing, you know, fans is going to eat that alive. But that can't possibly be, especially given he's coming as a co-DC of Texas, which is just getting absolutely mauled right now. Uh, that can't be possible. I mean – I really hope DeBoer is the floor and Wilcox is the, you know, the worst floor of like, I would take 10 years of Wilcox before Choate. <laughs> and, uh, I think I brought oh, up on a, on a previous pod, something about, you know, like if, you know, like Gregory were fired, like I wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to Choate coming back, but not as a, like a head coach, like who, I, I mean, agents. I know agents leak those name out there, names out there, and uh, whatnot. You know, so I, I. But man, Cho, that is like. I I don't even think he's he's remotely an option for him. I, I don't think they'd even consider it. No, and, unless and, Wilcox, you know, unless Wilcox said no. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's one fifteen in the morning, and uh, we we're still at the bar with nobody. So yeah, yeah he, uh, he has a big buyout or something. I think that was, that's what that's definitely what Jen Cohen would do. Would be like, well, we're gonna strike out and everything, but we got Wilcox in our back pocket, and then find out, oh, uh, we can't afford his buyout. Somebody called Joe or I called Jimmy back. <laughs> So, uh, so I I looked into I was trying to look into buyouts the other day of uh, several of the guys that are rumored. It's kind of hard to find uh, concrete numbers on buyouts, but um, I know that Matt Campbell, when he 
uh, you know, got an extension or whatever like a year or two ago, they actually lowered his buyout for him so that he could take, a, you know, some bigger job if he really wanted to. I thought hmm. that was kind of, yeah, I thought that Pretty was kind of curious. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that's... I would I, take, on the surface, I'd take that as a sign of respect toward him, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought that was that was pretty pretty cool cuz I think I came across like PJ Flex like contract and buyout cuz uh, probably Dork Fane recommended P- PJ Flex or something, you know, so he could row his boat on all the floodwaters up here this past <laughs> week. And he's getting paid like getting paid like 5.1 or 5.2 million or something at Minnesota. I mean, it's something, it's something like mind blowing, like, holy shit, it's getting paid that much to win eight or nine games and probably be there for 30 fucking years. Like that, that's probably what we get with Wilcox. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I feared we were going to get with Sark once upon a time. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but there was a post I did back in like, oh my God, this would have been like eight years ago, right? When when Sark was still here, and I uh, <clears throat> he had had three straight seven and six seasons, and he looked like he was poised to have a fourth straight one, and I was <laughs> l- lamenting the fact that he was uh, going to be here for thirty years, and then I calculated that seven wins a year for thirty years is two hundred ten wins, and that's probably the Hall of Fame there. So, <laughs> but little I, did we know. I remember, he, I remember after his first year, the, well, it was after his first year, right, that job came up uh, when Pete, Pete went to uh, Seattle. I remember thinking, like, God, don't leave after one year, you know, because it, it, it kind of looked, uh, you know, the, the future looked pretty bright or whatever. And uh, I was like, God, don't leave after one year. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, you went from zero and twelve to you know, like we almost almost made a bowl game and probably should have blew a couple couple games or whatever. And and some of that talent on the team is just so bad. Um, yeah, and then I, and then pretty soon when it when the USC job came up again, I was like, please take the fucking job, please take the fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this name is only out there because I've seen it in multiple reports as of at least a vague possibility, but I cannot see it happening, and that would be Babushka. <laughs> I think that's that must be coming from Wilcox's agent to be like, here's how bad it could get. Like, here's, you know, that's like the, uh, it's like good cop, bad cop. It's like, you know, like, oh, you like Wilk- like Washington trashes Wilcox, but they're like, you know who could be bet worth? You could have Justin Smith, who is like, what has he like? What has he done? I mean, I get he- Oregon State was really bad when he took over, and he made them just like kind of bad, which is you know a positive. Uh, but he's gone two and ten, five and seven, two and five. And then now he's doing, like, kind of okay. You know, he beat, you know, 
a, a, a given up USC team. He barely beat, you know, Jimmy Lake and the Huskies. Lost to the Cougs. Somehow beat Utah, uh, which does not bode well for Utah beating Oregon. Yeah, and he's just like, what is the selling point of Jonathan Smith other than he will take the job? Someone please explain that to me. <laughs> it's lazy. Are you swiping left, Willie? I could not swipe hard or left on Babushka. I mean, dear God, that's how bad it is. No. Like, Chuck your phone in the ocean, bad. It's, stop. <laughs> stop. It's, these, it's lazy. These are lazy suggestions. Like, it, it, it does, honestly, it gets my blood boiling. Just hearing and people mention his name and Wilcox to that point. Stop. Just stop. It, seriously. <laughs> the pitch should be, and I still wouldn't even love it, like you bring someone else and Smith is your OC and Wilcox is your DC. I mean, that's the that's the pitch. I mean, you even look at, like, what Smith is doing at, like, Oregon State. He's not, like, he doesn't have this, like, juggernaut offense. I mean, he has, like, a he's always had, like, an above-average offense, and he brings in, like, 25 transfers a year. Uh, and they're all like a bunch of guys who are like C minus end up being C minus. I I, uh, I I don't get it at all. Other than they've done well at running back, that's about it. It does well, nobody nobody. I, I know we're not supposed to care about other programs. It does nobody any good to hire to hire him. It doesn't do us any good to hire him, and. <laughs> What, would are, do you fear him being at the Beeb for twenty twenty five years? Do you do you fear him or his teams? No, like, no, it, doesn't, uh, ma- it no. doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter who their coach is. So don't just leave the guy there. Like that, that's <laughs> obviously his his dream job. Just leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> My God, I was I was laughing because. Uh, Dogman podcast. They're talking about how a- ASU really wanted Jimmy, and I'm like, in the pantheon of just bad hussy of how hussy things never go right. It's like, why couldn't ASU hire Jimmy? And then that being you know, the team that Washington can never beat, worse than Oregon even, <laughs> he would torpedo them. It's like, how how could that not? How could they not just let that happen? You know, I mean, it's like not only did Washington get stuck with Jimmy, you know, he could have went to ASU and taken down ASU for a while. Uh, maybe for once the Huskies could have beaten ASU uh, more than like once every five years. Uh, yeah, I, I, Johnson Smith, yeah, leave him. The only thing that scared, would scare me at Oregon State is like another Dennis Erickson that's like, uh, yes, we have no academic. Yeah, we have no academic standards here. Uh, we have no, you know, <laughs> we're a desperate program. Hey, who's the most sketchy guys from Last Chance U that we can sign up to play here? Good. Uh, we'll bring him. And then that's the only guy that at Oregon State ever that would ever scare you. It, like, other than that, like, Smith is perfect. He'll be there forever. He'll never win more than, like, seven games. But he'll never, like, bottom out again probably. So they'll never fire him. And he'll beat the Ducks, like, enough times to, like, keep them, like, entertained. Like, he, there, there's nothing to make him the Washington coach. Like, hire, you know, he'll be hire the guy at, like, yeah, hire the guy at Kent State or, like, hire, you know, some guy who just always wins at a small school before you hire Jonathan Smith. 
So right now it's uh, five minutes to two a.m. and uh, they're starting to play. Uh, turn out the lights. The party's over, and uh, you're looking over. You still don't have a head coach, and sitting at the bar still is John Makovic and Butch Goncharov. So, <laughs> what does Jed do? Are we are we are we skimming are we skimming right past uh, the, the Sataki? <laughs> I didn't put him on the list either. That's right. Because that one's starting to make my blood boil too. Like, stop. It's the guy, <laughs> guy at his – they throw these names in there just to, like, get you thinking, like, oh, can we pull a guy from his alma mater? Like, I don't I, – I, Sataki is not as bad as uh, I, I. I honestly, I think I'd take Sataki over Wilcox. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'd, absolutely. I'd take yeah, I'd take Sataki way over Wilcox. But it's like higher ceiling. It's like I don't. Oh, the guy's four and zero versus the Pac-12. Like, okay, if he hung, if they hung a Pac-12 banner, the, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's like, oh, the guy's got a, the guy's, uh, you know, not a fake tough guy. Like he's a fucking, he's a tough guy, and he backs it up with shit talking and in your face shit like that. That would be funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think the Sataki stuff is like, I don't know, it's that's a little lazy too. I think he just wants a raise. He's leaking his name to. Uh, <laughs> To uh, that fucking hack, Bruce Bruce Feldman, and his his agents leaking his fucking name to get a raise, you know, same same shit Mora did um, every fucking year to UCLA. Yeah, he did. I think so, Mora already put his hat hat in the ring and got turned away. Well, uh, remember he was like rumored for Texas. Yeah, he's, he's like you know, like Texas was allegedly flirting with him, and then UCLA gave him a raise, and then uh, you know then then Washington job came open, and then UCLA gave him another raise. It's like, come on, just say no, and then that that's it. Just stop leaking your fucking name out there. I guess there's one more name that, and then I'm being serious here though, because obviously the Goncharov stuff. Somebody out there is probably yelling at their at their phone or whatever that uh, that they come serious. But um, <laughs> um, but uh, a name that it, it's not somebody that I would want, but uh, I think it's a name that's possible, and that would be Bobby Houck. If Jen strikes out about five times, there's sure other guy that's not a joke. I think that's not a joke. <laughs> I think that's a joke. If she struck out like with everybody and was like down to her like you know <laughs> down to her sixth option or something, <laughs> I view I view him as like a I think there's like a two percent chance that he's the next coach at Washington. Uh, this is Washington him as a special special teams coordinator. <laughs> Slash safety. You can coach the holders. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. 
Hey, backup holder uh, spots always a hot topic, you know, who's, who's got that, that position. Uh, didn't he also have Vit Montana get into trouble with him when he was there the first time anyways? Uh, I feel like they had some sexual assault, a lot of sexual assaults or something, which I think may protect him. I feel like there's some names out there. I think the, there's Bronco Mendenhall. I mean, with Satake, no. the only thing. The only no. thing that appeals to Dwight me about oh. the only thing throw that your phone in the ocean. About, yeah, <laughs> about Kotaku. Throw your phone uh, in the Skagit River. There, <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, if it would make recruiting with you know the Polynesian community really good. But I mean, Washington's had two black coaches now, and you know, no could, could possibly not talk any black fucking kids to ever come play for for either of them. <laughs> Uh, it got way worse the second they hired both of those quarter, uh, coaches, so I'm not banking anything on that. Uh, but I, I feel like there's, like, Bronco Mendenhall has been thrown out. Uh, Kip Kelly was – Kip Kelly was my favorite one of, like, obviously this is his agent or someone throwing out a desperate plea. Like, I, I think the worst of anything would be, you know, them paying Kip Kelly $6 million a year to not try and, and pay the <laughs> Looking like Would that be the wording shit. in the contract? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you must. Because the best part is, like, you remember Kip at Oregon, he would, like, run up and down the sidelines, like, screaming at the refs, like, faster, faster, and, like, move the chains, and he practically be carrying the chains. And I just see him at UCLA. Yeah. Like, he just, yeah. he looks like he's, like, he's, like, in his headset, he's, like, asking the coordinator what the score of, like, the fucking Oregon game is. He's like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, we just got, you know, skull-fucked by, you know, the, the Arizona State. Like, okay, cool. Uh, well, did my check clear? Yeah, it did. Okay, I'm going to go back home. Uh, you know, yeah, Chip Kelly. I, there's some ra- random names out there that I've seen. There's also ones like Billy Napier and, like, Jeff Chadwell, who are like lower level guys who I think would actually be super interesting, but I feel like the old culturally, like they'll just never work, which speaking of Chip Kelly, I remember, I can't remember who it was, but it was some Washington analyst who after like Chip Kelly's first disaster game at Boise State was like, Hey, he's a new England guy. The culture's not working there. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it turns out if you're a good football coach and you could be a good football coach in fucking Kazakhstan, you'd probably be a good football coach in Seattle. I think that shit's way overblown. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with it. That's just like stupid stuff that, you know, lazy people rely on to be like, well, like he just couldn't possibly coach up here. Like, I I don't think that's the case. I I would hope that if they really can't make things work with bigger names, they're at least going to vet out guys from all around the country who seem like they're on an upward trajectory before they take guys who are going four and eight at fucking Cal, uh, which is not an impossible place to win. Like I know we're, I know we've talked plenty about Wilcox, but like people are like, that's a really hard place to win. Like it is, but it's not like Vanderbilt. Like it's not like no. Cal is Cal has had a lot of, uh, they've never been, you know, USC or Washington or Oregon, but I mean, They've been, I mean, Tedford, they were good. In the 90s, Snyder, they were good. First Snyder, I mean. Mike White. Yeah, your your recruiting grounds are pretty good. I mean, they're obviously a big academic school, but, I mean, Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson went there. Uh, I I, I assume they tightened them up since then, but, you know, 
you you can get guys in. It's not you know Vanderbilt. It's not the Ivy League. Like that is not Justin a place. Where you can, yeah, it's not a place where yeah. th- this Wilcox narrative where it's like, oh, you you know going five and seven at Cal is so hard. It's like no, it's not. Aaron like, Rodgers. Peterson was. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if Peterson went to Cal instead of Washington, he would have had a he would have done really well there. You know, I, I think that's overblown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't Tedford get the uh, didn't he get those PE requirements? That was like a big deal when he uh, yeah, that's they, right. They got, they, they got the PE requirements changed. Yeah, and that that's when they started getting like junior college transfers. Yeah, like yeah, his so, early years. Yeah, there's like a few UW NFL has guys like too, such yeah. a hard problem getting that, you know, getting junior college guys in. They they since the full qualifiers coming out of high school, they're just like late bloomers. But yeah, Cal Tedford got that PE requirement thing switched, and uh, yeah, he was off and running. You know how At I least know for a while. Cal. Ha- Cal's academic standards weren't that high to get in for the football program for a while because they stacked good running backs on top of each other, which is like me and Joey are always talking. We're like, why does Oregon State, Utah, and ASU always just have these killer running backs? And, like, everyone else, like uh, uh, like Washington just, you know, I, and we're complaining about Washington's, like, you know, Washington's had good running backs, you know, for a streak, but it was very specific guys that they got, also local guys. But I'm like, oh, those schools just always have – Running backs that grow on tree because I think they can let anyone in. <laughs> like, I think that's Russell the White. Deal. Like, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's the deal. If you if you were just like you, your school will you know take anyone out and because they can run the football and get brain damage. Like, oh, surprise, surprise, you have good running backs. And if you can't, <laughs> it's a little harder. Well, is there anybody else out there that we need to discuss? They're shutting the bar down. I think he briefly uh, mentioned that uh, that Kent State coach. Um, I think obviously Dugues would love that. No, or uh, Wooly. Wooly Duke. Yeah, oh, he just, okay. like mentioned him in passing. You know. Uh, yeah, I think that that would get like Dugues talking. You know, like, hey, Kent State. You know. Old Don James, Kent State. Well, Matt Campbell from the same hometown as Don James. Like that almost that little fun fact almost like turned me off. Like it's like I was like, oh no, like, everybody's gonna tie that. Everybody's gonna tie that in and jinx the whole fucking thing. Well, I got. But one that guy's like you. that guy's like thirty six or that guy's like the youngest coach. Um, yeah, he is. I think he's the youngest coach in FBS. He might be like 34, something crazy like that. Yeah. Well, Jim Owens he, he was 29 when he took the Washington job. <clears throat> yeah, they don't make and him he was like old. that anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't – what was it now? Yeah, because when he retired from Washington, he wasn't even 50 yet. I think he was like – he was there 18 years, right? 57 to so, yeah, 18 years. So, uh, anyways, for for my time. <laughs> um, yeah, I never saw a Jim Owens game either. Believe it or not, so 
So, well, I guess it sounds like we all three all three of us agree that it's probably going to be the Fresno guy, right? I think that's probably Most the odds on favorite. Yeah, there's there's one more guy. Uh, you know, he we're, we're at the bar. It's two a.m. and he's still watching our Instagram <laughs> stories. Uh, he, we we got a notification. He looked at our LinkedIn. It's our ex, and his name is Chris Peterson. But uh, we know he's not really going to take. He's not really going to take you home. He just wants to. He wants you to do better. He he wants you to be happy and move on and yeah, have a good future. But he sure as hell didn't want to. He he didn't want to work it out with you. But he he wants you to you know, uh, you know he wants you to find a good relationship. So fuck him. Are you it's saying a, that he's Mister uh, Sensitive Ponytail uh, Guy? He is. He's the guy who. He was the right guy, but something was a little wrong with you and. You know, he eventually couldn't take it anymore, and you know he's still around because he's a stand-up guy. But he he's just not willing to you know get his hands dirty anymore. But he's going to kind of help you supposedly. But you know, uh, it's he's complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated, and you know you're kind of like, well, why don't you just do it? You know, like what was so wrong? But then he's like, well, you know what? Yeah, I went crazy. I got I got sad. I got called racist by a, a fake white Cuban guy, and. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't just beat his ass. I had to fucking cry about it. I had to fucking squeal away. Uh, Are you reading like this from fucking... his profile? Yes, yeah. I, he has his gift. <laughs> Sensitive guy looking for who just, you know, uh, likes, to go, likes to go on his boat and wants to be left alone. Like, you know, sensitive guy. Uh, like apparently likes Halloween parties, you know, he had, he had the fun side. Uh, <laughs> but not that it really matters in the grand scheme of things, but do you guys think that uh, Peterson feels any guilt? Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think he, I do. I think he feels a lot of guilt and I think a lot of it's deserved. Uh, I, I totally get why I don't think we've actually talked about this yet uh, in another episode, but I mean, I totally, I 110% get why he would want to get out and I would probably do the same, but I, I would still feel guilty about it. I mean, I, I get not wanting to deal with the NIL bullshit and fucking recruiting against Oregon and having to play them and Phil Knight and having to, you know, deal with lunatic fans like us and <laughs> recruit your own player <laughs> Recruit, recruit your own players to stay on the fucking team, you know, every day, every day of the fucking year and re- recruit 24-7 and have to, you know, stalk kids on Instagram and do dances and photo shoots with guys who have never done anything in college football yet. But I, I would still feel like shit for doing it, uh, and then especially recommending, you know, <laughs> recommending like the worst coach in program history. If, yeah, if he had was, told uh, Jen, I was going to yeah, say if that's if he, something like. Go ahead. None of us saw it. None of us saw it all. None of us saw it coming. We, you know, and I think uh, as much as we mm. shit on, <laughs> I, I don't know if we thought it was going to be this fucking bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't want to interrupt you, but no, 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 no. I. I, I, by no stretch of the imagination did I think it would be this bad. No way. But I had a little no. bit of a thought of, 
he's unproven, and I hope this works out. And 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 oh, uh, I mean, as we talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you know, was, yeah, that's uh, you know. Oh, he's never been a head coach before, but it it seemed like a it seemed like an easy position, you know. And I I know, uh, you know, I know we shit on Jen Cohen, but the fact that she the trigger, you know, this early, like that was uh, I, I mean, you can say like, hey, good. They got the fuck out, you know. Probably should have went through a whole hiring process first, but uh, once course. you know it's bad, once you know it's bad, get the fuck out. No, get the fuck I'm not out. giving her it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, 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 creepy Coog nailed it with his post. It was uh, well, I this, think she, she was I being think... fully reactive. She well, was being fully yeah. reactive. She wasn't gonna. She wasn't gonna fire him. No yeah. way. Yeah. Zero. Less than zero. She yeah, got lucky. She could have, yeah. Oh, I know. She got lucky. But she could have been uh, She could have been stubborn, too, like fucking Jimmy. And she could have said, uh, um, she could have said, I quit, like fucking Turd Turner did, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's a whole, there's a whole shitload of bad things that could have happened. You know, but I, I still think she should resign tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> hey, you got the fuck out. At least you made one good choice. Got the fuck out. Well, I don't know. It's kind of like, and then it's like I, I somewhat take solace that she's, in her own words, she's leaning on all these people around her. And it just, which the implication being is if they aren't there to hold her up, she's going to collapse. Um, but on the other, you know, so she's getting good advice, for, I guess, from some people around her, of the likes of, you know, Peterson and Tedford and whoever else is in that inner circle. Um, so that gives me some solace. And at the same time, it's kind of like, well, the why is she, if if she can't even stand up and, and make the decision on her own, uh, with feedback is good, but I mean... I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. Um, why is she even on the job? And she's already messed up uh, the men's basketball team, and she's uh, obviously done tremendous damage to the football team. And that's the, the uh, other than the finances of an organization, that's the primary responsibility for the athletic director is the hires, the, those critical hires. And she's completely, it's just F, 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 F. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, as my dad half jokingly said, uh, you know, whatever that was eight months ago, that at least the men's golf team is doing good or whatever. It's like, well, whoop de doo, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, and with all that, we uh, we go home with Marcus Tuiasosopo, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least you'll respect yourself in the morning. He was out there waiting <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> just when you thought the movie was going to end on a on a sour note it it, it turned upward then dudes are happy so <laughs> dudes, the dudes are happy <laughs> they're rocking in woodenville <laughs> and obviously i'm a big marcus uh, uh fan and all that but obviously he would not be the right fit for head coach so let's be clear but so, well, any any final thoughts before I start editing here? 
No. I think we covered yeah, most thank, of it. Yeah, thank God there's at least going to be a new coach next year. There, that's, remember that. That's just like when, to me, we after hope. the Willingham <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after the Willingham years, I was like, you know what? If they can just, like, make a bowl game and be competitive, I'll be happy for a while. And I was able to maintain that for a, a while. I think that's going to be – try to remember that. Like, we were fully ready to have – one to two more years of Jimmy, and now we're not. So be happy about that. And uh, uh, yes, yeah, that's it's better. You know, <laughs> it's like AA or some shit. Like it's better than we were two weeks ago. <laughs> Let's focus on that. Unless you know you're reading what? the Seattle Times ten days from now, and it says you know uh, we're we've decided to bring Coach Lake back because America is about <laughs> second chances. Cohen said, "You guys don't know Jimmy like I know him." Yep. So. <laughs> what what's the date? Uh, what's the early signing period date? Uh, like I don't the know. Fifteenth. 15th yeah, or 22nd? It's like, like, like mid-December. Like mid so, I, I mean, are we thinking like November 29, which would be a Monday? Are we thinking, you know, that's Well, that's, that's what she's day implied day. or stated. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could find out, um, geez, as early as... Uh, the 27th or 28th, you know, some inside reports on who the next hire would be. I mean, shit, it's going to come pretty quick. So she also made that. We had to wait like a month and we had to wait like a month and a half for Peterson because there was no uh, early signing period. So they kind of took their sweet ass time. I think. I remember right. Well, and I, and she made that statement uh, about, you know, ha- hopefully having a decision announced right after the Apple Cup uh, or the week after the Apple Cup. And she would have already spoken to Stoops at that point. So uh, that might have also influenced her to say that. Because if it rolls around, if it, it gets to December 1st and there's still no, uh, you know, announcement, then obviously she'll just say it's very important to take a, a lot of time and do due diligence when hiring uh, something of this magnitude, you know. Cough, cough. I think so. I think by December first, it's too late. I, I, unless uh, whoever it is is playing in, uh, you know, a conference championship game, right? I mean, if if it's December first and they haven't announced yet, that means the next coach is playing in a conference championship game. It might mean that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my yeah. My this is Washington, yeah. or or they're pre- or they're already preparing Jim Morris buyout at UConn. Can <laughs> 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 uh, you can you imagine it, all the it, angry if we it's hire? It's been done before. It's been done before. <laughs> Miami did it with Manny Diaz. Can you imagine uh, the uh, the the posts on Hardcore Husky though? If we did hire Fickle, but then he decided to coach in the bowl game instead of coming to us. 
Hell, they'll hire they'll hire uh, Wilcox and they'll coach in that like make up USC Cal game. They're like, all right, you can coach in that game. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh the, man, creep up. Oh, the hardcore has. The hardcore Husky board would just go apeshit crazy if that happened. They'd already be upset that Wilcox had been announced, but I, I think if uh, whoever the new coach is, you can't you can't let him fucking can't let him, can't let him uh, coach in the the next bowl game. Even if Fickle's in the Orange Bowl or something, no, don't do it. <laughs> Better than that. <laughs> Jen would be, I need your ass here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I guess we'll we'll put a cap on it for there, and uh, then we'll talk after the lawsuit gets Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I say that every week, but... Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I actually think we... We'll beat Colorado. We're going to lose to Wazoo. That's my prediction. But I want the reverse. Lose to Colorado. <laughs> beat the Coug. Get this staff the hell out of here. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, we'll talk real soon then. All right. Okay. Beat Colorado. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun over at HardcoreHusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is... which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level of cyber peyote, peyote come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information. All for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to redo that one, but... <laughs>